Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. These guys are nothing. You hear me? They breathe just like we do. Yo, they sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yo, I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that team us too. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Russia Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports, the media. They're fighting with each other. Can't we all just be friends? Alex Kirshner, Wilner, Canzano, John Kurtz, Stewie Mandel, Dennis Dodd. Can't we all just get along, boys? Can't we all just agree to disagree that we think differently of the conferences that we cover and that the other one thinks the other one's conference is hammered dog stuff and we can just move on and be without each other? By the way, there's only one conference media members that are stuck on a conference and are actively trying to destroy the other conference, or at least say that this conference is being destroyed by the other conference. It's a real victim mentality, by the way. No surprise by the Mac 12 And if you look with your eyeballs, you can see some basic reporting from a national media member that says the Big 12 is looking at these four schools, and the Pac-12 says, oh my God, this Big 12 slanted publication. It's The Athletic. They cover everyone. It's CBS Sports. They cover everyone. It's not the Mercury News in, in San Jose, California, or whatever Wilner does. It's not the Oregon Gazette that Ganzano publicates from. These are national media members. In fact, I don't think I could tell you a Big 12 guy that's been as prevalent. Now, John Kurtz, yeah. But John Kurtz is a Big 12 YouTuber right now. He's not a newspaper. He's not a journalist. He's not a newspaper guy. He's not out writing national stories. Not that there's a negative slant on being a YouTuber. That's awesome. He has podcasts and is was a member of uh, sports radio for a long time there in Kansas City. Or Manhattan, wherever he was. I think he's in Kansas City now. Some corporate guy. 
But there's no national writer who's all in on the Big 12. They're just presenting facts. Now, we talked to John Wilner uh, earlier this week. It feels like last week, but it was on Tuesday. Uh, if you want to listen to that interview, you can go to the Gambling Gauchos Twitter feed at Gambling Gauchos, Twitter.com, Gambling Gauchos, whatever it is. Uh, you can find the link to it there. Um, I just, in my opinion, John Wilner, I think, is a genuine dude who is just in a different world than us. He is in the Pac-12 world. He's in the Pac-12 stratosphere. But I do believe that John Wilner is genuine. Now, there are people saying that uh, these guys are getting paid from the Pac-12 to to spruce up the Pac-12. I do think that John Wilner is one of the good guys. Have I agreed with anything he said? No, not really. But I don't think he's a hack like uh, John Canzano. Now, when I've gone off on Wilner in the past, he's an easy target. But John Wilner has desperately tried to portray that the Pac-12 is staying together. But I, I, after talking to him, I think that's what he really thinks. And tone is really hard to tell on Twitter, so I feel like I read a lot of John Wilner's stuff in a tone that felt uh, snarky maybe, but but he was saying the same things in the interview and he did not have that tone. So uh, maybe a quick apology to John Wilner, but I did ask him at the end of the interview if he was going to do a Big 12 hotline. He does the Pac-12 hotline now. If he was going to do that in the future, uh, if things broke that way, he said, you never know. But why I bring up John Wilner today is because some of these media members are getting catty with each other uh, because Alex Kirshner, a Pac-12 guy, is out here saying, oh, the Big 12 is just leaking this to weaken the Pac-12. No, the, buddy, the Big 12 does not care about killing the Pac-12. That's not their main goal. That is a byproduct of their main goal. The main goal of the Big 12 is to strengthen the Big 12. And having Arizona and having Colorado strengthens the Big 12. And if you want to look at it in the cynical eye, you can say, well, it only strengthens the Big 12 because it kills the Pac-12. All right, fine. I mean, that's true. If there's one less Power 5 conference out there, it would be the Power 4, and the Big 12 would have the seat at the table, and the Pac-12 wouldn't. I have been very consistent saying the Pac-12 will not die. The Pac-12's name will live on. But it'll be like when UGA dies and is replaced with a lesser UGA. UGA is the... Dog mascot of Georgia. They're like on UGA 17 now. They had the Pac-6. They had the Pac-10. They had the Pac-12. They're at Pac-10 again. They still call themselves the Pac-12. It's a real Big 12 thing to do. And no matter who's in it in two years, it's going to be called the Pac-12. Should they have autonomy? I don't think so. 
Finally, the AAC is speaking up about how ridiculous it is to have a Power Five and a group of five if there are 10 FBS conferences that are vying for the college football playoff. I think they should kill the Power Five autonomy. I do. And there should be a a 10-conference league. And if these conferences were smart, especially the SEC, especially the Big Ten, even the ACC and the Big 12, they should say... With a 12-team playoff, let's do six automatic bids. Not for the Power Five and one group of five, but just six automatic bids. In the playoff rankings, the six highest-ranked teams to belong to a new conference are in the playoff. The SEC, the Big Ten, will be in the playoff every single year. The Big 12 will likely have a team in the top 10 at the end of the year. If the Pac-12 can't get a team there, they won't be in the playoff. If the top five teams are SEC teams, the first one would be in the playoff. The next four would be at largest. It's not hard. I think they should go further. With a 12-team playoff, Four at largest. Don't care the conference. The four highest rated different conference rated teams should be in the playoff. Pass that at large. But if you have 10 conferences available for the playoff, Why do it any other way? Either that or don't let them get in the playoff. Make them make their own playoff. If you want to do a power five, if you want to do a power six, only those teams should be eligible for the 12 team playoff. If you want to do a power five and a 14 playoff, only Power 5 teams should be available for the playoff. Right now, the Sun Belt has no postseason. You're just playing for a bowl game. They have no postseason. So either break off and do your own playoff. And, and the reason it started is the AAC finally is speaking up. The AAC commissioner is finally saying, hey, we've been better than the Pac-12 in football for two years. Which is somewhat true. The top half has been because Houston and Cincinnati have punched up for the last four years. And the the Pac-12 has not gotten a team in the playoff. The AAC has. Anyways, I was just laughing at the uh, Pac-12 media members fighting with each other now. 
uh, the Pac-12 and the, the national media. And now Stuart Mandel's like, oh, this is, oh, you're catching on. This is crazy. Uh, the Pac-12ers are out of their mind, delusional. Their conference is dying. It's not dying. It's changing in a bad way. The Pac-12 brand is too strong to die, in my opinion. Now, will it ever be the same? No. And semantics here, it is dying, but it's not going to go away. It's like Queen, and USC is Freddie Mercury, and Fresno State is Adam Lambert. If anyone got that, kudos to you. That was a wild analogy. To the text line, in my opinion, just ask Womble who he wants and don't be surprised by his selection. Uh, this texter sends the same text into both shows. I, I mean, I appreciate it, but you could send in a new text if you want. We read that one on the first show. I know we have new audience here and everything else, and this is a separate show. Um, if you want to elaborate on what you mean, uh, you can be. Um, because I really don't know what you mean. I mean, I could ask Dustin Womble who he wants to be the head coach. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised by his selections. I'm sure he has more than one though. I hope he does. This texter, funny how the Pac-12 laughs at the Big 12's demise. And now that the other shoes are on the other foot, they are crying. Yeah, that, I did uh, mention that to Wilner, too. Um, again, that conversation can be found on our Twitter account. Gambling gauchos. But to me, it's not just Wilner. It's the whole Pac-12 fan base. It's like, oh, we don't understand why they're so angry at us. When the Big 12 fans deal with SEC fans, you can match passions. But sometimes we think SEC fan bases are nuts. I'm not surprised the Pac-12 fans think that we're nuts. Because we are passionate. And we're passionate about the athletic programs at our universities. And they're passionate about their universities. It's just different. And, you know, we don't have, you know, high-level tech jobs, so we're just on Twitter all day. That's what they say. It's the Rob Bro Show Talk, 103.9 News Money Sports. We'll be back after this with some Big 12 basketball. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show Talk, 103.9 News Money Sports. I am the host. You are the coast. I forgot to say that earlier because I was just hammering the Pac-12 media. That's my bad. You are the co-host. You're a valued co-host here, the listener. 806-855-3712. I did want to mention the, the 2023 Indoor Track and Field Championships, currently on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Tech currently has one guy in the heptathlon. He got second in the 60 meter, 15th in the long jump, uh, has just done the shot put, have not seen the results. 
This from my track insider. Uh, depending on how today's prelims go, it will help to determine how we look going into tomorrow. We have five guys who need to advance into the finals of the 60, 60 hurdle and the 200 meter. Um, he says they have a good chance to place in the pole vault and the 60 meter side. Uh, top four teams take home hardware. Texas Tech men's team, great chance to be on the podium, in my opinion, and in uh, his opinion. So, that would be fun. Texas Tech basketball obviously done for the season and announced yesterday through the media that they would not be pursuing any future opportunities in the postseason. Uh, this off the text line, I'm so sick of hearing people badmouth the very guy who contributes millions of dollars to our collective success. Is it fair to say we as a Tech fans have low sports IQ relative to our peers? I don't think that's sports IQ. I think that's big boy college athletics IQ. Uh, and I don't know if that texter was bad-mouthing um, Wobble, but I have seen that. Like, oh, I wish Cody Campbell and Wobble would stay out. Uh, we don't want boosters. We're not Texas. No, you want to be Texas. You want to be Oklahoma State. And by the way, these guys are regents. Like, they are involved. Like, legally. I want them to be involved. I want more Womble facilities. I want $25 million into the football stadium so you can build a new south end zone. I want more Wombles. I want more Cody Campbells. I want T. Boone Pickens. I want the donor drama. I don't think this is drama, though. I think you're misreading that. Because of sites like Coaching Change's uh, Twitter account that's saying that Barrett Peary kissed ass to get notified. Or notori notoriety. Peary was the lead recruiter on a lot of the guys you brought in last year when you were successful. Adonis Arms? Who was looking at Adonis Arms? A bench player at Winthrop saying, hey, that guy is not being used correctly. Let's use him here. He learned no middle defense for one year and took it to UNLV, and they were successful this year. Nearly as successful as you were on defense. Barrett Peary has a 66% winning percentage as a head coach in college basketball. He's a candidate because he's a candidate. And if you go from zero donor relations to a, to a guy who's really good at being out amongst the people, that's opposite theory at work. Would I want to hire Barrett Peary? I don't know. I don't 
of the names I've heard, maybe. Is it Peary or McCasland? Maybe Peary. I've seen the slow-plotting bad defense. I, I don't really want to do that more. Not bad defense. Bad as in like, yeah, we're bad and we know it. We're playing defense. Okay. Yeah, all right. So, disagree. This is a funny text. Guy, I'm not not trying... (laughs) Look, I appreciate all the texters. If I make fun of you, it's because I love you, all right? Uh, my apologies for the double sin. This is a guy that sent it uh, to two different shows. That's fine. Which I which I don't mind. He just has done it a couple times this week. I thought it was funny. Uh, this texter, I think it was funny that we think there will be input on who the coach will be. And I'm glad we have big money guys, so please don't twist this around. I just think it's funny that we think there will be input on who the coach will be. There will be input. And then he apologized twice for the double send. He uh, two apologies for the double the double text. He had apologized for each text. Look, I, I'm gonna quit saying his name just because. Well, I don't know. It just I don't want to create drama where there's not drama. I think there's a very small amount of people that are complaining about this. So let's just go hypotheticals. Hypothetically, if there was a big name donor in Lubbock, Texas that paid for your basketball facility and people think him having involvement in a coaching search is him being a swing and hammer in the room and just saying, this is who you're hiring. I don't care. I'm, I am in charge. It's not what's happening. I can tell you for a fact, that's not what happening. That's what's happening. Absolutely not. There's zero truth to that. He is not just waltzing into the room and slapping down a resume that he picked handpicked and saying, this is your new coach, or else I'm not paying for it. No, that's not what's happening. There is a process. There is a process in football. Cody Campbell did not walk into the athletic department and say, we're hiring Joey McGuire, or I'm not paying for it. That's This is not what's happening. That's not what's happened. It's not how this athletic department runs. Now, are they in the room? Yes. There will be involved in the coaching search. But they're going to do what's best for Texas Tech. I promise you they're going to do what's best for Texas Tech. Rob, just now jumping on the show. Welcome on. We're a slow-moving train. You can you can just climb on. I'm so glad there's a chance we keep Richard Isaacs. High-impact player for us, and the only one still tweeting when I'm up at 3 a.m. Yeah, so so far you've had three guys tweet that I've seen. Jalen Tyson, who uh, tweeted the hashtag RRFL, Red Raider for Life. Pop Isaacs did also tweet, uh, seemingly confirming that he would return. He didn't outright say it, but I feel like he did. And then Kyron Lindsay, the transfer from Georgia, who came in midseason, tweeted a photo of the Big 12 championship and said, my turn. With some photos of him in Texas Tech gear. 
Uh, that's a good start to a roster if those three are back. Drew Steffi, I still believe, is in the high school recruit. Uh, David Harmon has a history with that family, the Steffi family. He might want to play one more year with him. Otherwise, I do think you're in a good position for a new coach to come in. Now, again, there's no rush for these guys. And if if a guy enters a portal and then you hire, I don't know, Billy Donovan, and everyone's like, oh, well, I want to play for Billy Donovan, uh, then you can come back if he wants you or whoever else you hire. If Barrett Perry's hired and a bunch of those guys that were, were gone and want to come back and play for him, we'll come back and play for him. There's some thought that uh, Al Pinkins is the player's choice, that they really like Al Pinkins. We'll see. That was from uh, The Athletic, I think, said that. So I don't know. Uh, PJ says Ulrich Maligi all day. All day. Ah, I don't know about all day. I want, I want a head coach. Um, I want a guy who's been a head coach, who's had a successful run as a head coach. Now, if you want to bring Ulrich Maligi back to Texas Tech, yeah, I'm in. He's a great assistant. He's a great recruiting coordinator. He will absolutely bring talent, assess talent. He's great in the transfer portal. Uh, but then do you really want a recruiting coordinator who's been to four schools in four years and one of them's you twice? Was he just at Texas Tech one year? Would that be five schools in five years? A&M, Texas Tech. Was he at Texas Tech two years? A&M, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, Texas, Kansas State, Texas Tech. I mean, is that the – how does that guy get you to buy in? I mean, I like I like Ulrich Maligi, but – journeyman all right let's update the big 12 tournament and when we come back it's rob bro show talk 103.9 news money sports sports welcome back Rob Rocho. Talk on 3.9 News Money Sports. Iowa State beating Baylor yesterday 78-72. Kansas beating West Virginia. Texas just smothering Oklahoma State 61-47. And TCU, no Eddie Lampkin, no problem. 80-67 over Kansas State. TCU worked back to a 9-9 and record in conference. They were struggling there for a while. Uh, them and Iowa State will both surely be uh, top-seeded teams. Iowa State maybe back to a 5-seed. I think TCU's worked themselves back up to a 4-seed. Uh, who knows if they win the Big 12 tournament, maybe a 3-seed. But... Uh, as we say, there's not a lot that can happen in a conference tournament. Semifinals tonight, Iowa State, Kansas. I believe 
those two and Texas have the last 20 Big 12 tournament championships or something crazy like that. And the two of them have 19 of them and Kansas has one, or Texas has one. You know what? I'm going to look that up because that seems ridiculous. Big 12. This is great radio. I do think whoever wins between Kansas and Iowa State will win the Big 12 tournament if Texas does not repeat. Texas playing well right now defensively, really. And, man, they have an opportunity. Twenty twenty two Kansas won the oh they won last year twenty twenty one Texas won uh, and then it goes Iowa State Kansas Iowa State Kansas Iowa State Iowa State Kansas Missouri won in twenty twelve Kansas Kansas Missouri won in two thousand nine Kansas 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 and then Oklahoma State won in 04 and 05. Oklahoma won a couple of times Kansas won the first three Iowa State won the next. Kansas has 12 Big 12 tournament champions. Interesting. Um, T-Mobile Center is what it's called now. Not the Sprint Center. Interesting conversations yesterday from your mark on how he's enjoyed the tournament there. In Kansas City, the T-Mobile Center. I believe they'll keep it there. There was an option at one point. I think that uh, Brett Yormark, maybe not publicly, but privately has said that he liked Vegas as a tournament destination. Certainly some options there in Las Vegas. If you could do that for the Big 12 football championship game, that would be even better. But I like Kansas City for the basketball. It's well attended. It's a home game for Kansas and Iowa State and Kansas State, but who cares? Really. I'd rather be prepared for the NCAA tournament. And again, you might can move your seed a little bit. But if you're not a one seed going into the Big 12 tournament, you're not going to be a one seed. If you're a four seed going into the NCAA tournament and you lose in the first round, you're probably still a four seed. More than probably, you're likely still a four seed. If you're a five seed, maybe you can move up a step, but maybe. It depends what everyone else does. You really need your tournament seeding locked before the Big 12 tournament. Unless you win the whole thing. And maybe that's the point. You can't win the whole thing. If Kansas has a home game. But by the way, Kansas has just been the best team in the conference for 20 years. It's not a surprise. For most of 20 years. 
This list of tournament MVPs is pretty crazy, too. Paul Pierce. Marcus Pfizer. Tony Allen. The legendary Tony Allen from Oklahoma State. Mario Chalmers. Kevin Durant. In a loss to Kansas was the tournament MVP. Demari Carroll. Sharon Collins. Marcus Morris. Georges Niang. Monty Morris. Mariel Shayok. That was a name. I would bet on the winner of tonight's Kansas-Iowa State game as the winner of the Big 12 tournament. TCU wins. It'll be their first. If Texas wins, again, that will be their second after uh, two years ago. When I believe they walked into the finals because of some issues with COVID. I think. Uh, Texas Tech played in the finals last year before losing to Kansas. Uh, They've only ever got to the finals once before. That was in 2005 when they lost to Oklahoma State. And that was at Kemper in Kansas City. If I had control of the championships in the Big 12, I would leave the basketball tournament where it is. I think that's the perfect venue. I would rotate the football one between Jerry World, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Boom, boom, boom. The baseball one, I like Bricktown. I'm really intrigued to see what Arlington looks like this year with Globe Life. Especially if you can shut the roof if it's raining. Keep those games on track because I think that's more important than anything. I also wouldn't mind, uh, because you know you have Texas Live there, you could go to St. Louis and and try to play where the Cardinals play, there at the Cardinals uh, ball field, if you want to play in professional parks. I mean, if that's the deal. They also have a Texas Live thing. In fact, Texas Live copied theirs from the St. Louis district. There's options. I don't know. But people were people always complain about the Big 12 tournament. The basketball one that it's, you know, a home field for everyone else. Uh, Rob, what do you think of WWE working on legalizing gambling on their scripted matches? You know what? I'll talk about that when we come back. That's really funny. Um, we'll talk about this one, too. It's what we're talking about. I, I forgot I got back to it. Uh, we'll do it. It's the Rob Rose Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Rose Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money Sports. Just a couple of minutes left. 
Texter, my main reason disagreeing with Hyatt on keeping the tournament in Kansas City, disagreeing with me now, uh, was not just due to home court, but for better accessibility for all of the Big 12 fans. Plus, I hate the fact that it's being held in a state that's not a part of the Big 12. Technically, it's in Missouri, yes. Uh, I'm also ro- for rotating the Big 12 football championship game and Big 12 baseball tournaments, as you mentioned. Now, if you want to do a rotation of three with each, fine. But uh, where? Give me three options for the Big 12 basketball tournament uh, that makes sense and would be allowed to do it. Uh, because you'd have to work pretty hard, in my opinion, to get it at the AAC. Or are you doing it at Dickey's Arena? Like, where are you doing it at Dallas? Um, now, I guess you could just shut down for a week. They're doing the Big 12 baseball tournament in Globe Life, but I feel like that's easier to schedule around, especially in today's NBA. <clears throat> now, I guess you could just pick a weekend while they're gone. Um, but it just feels more difficult for some reason. Maybe it's just me trying to make it more difficult for an NBA team to miss a weekend than it would be for a baseball team because that's just one series. You're trying to find multiple games or road trips uh, where you could shove the Mavs somewhere else. I don't know. I, I just I don't feel like long-term it's a great option. It might be. I mean, maybe the AAC would be great. Um, But the Kansas City's just like connected to the convention center and it's all right there and... I don't know. You're not messing around a lot. It just seems like a perfect venue. Rob, have a great weekend. Love you. Poya. I love you too, man. And I love Poya. Might go over to Alpharon's today. Get some lunch. Uh, if you're going to the Texas Tech baseball game tonight, uh, you can come find me and I'll give you tickets for the rest of the weekend. Uh, if you want to go to the Texas Tech baseball tonight, uh, Text me or DM me on Twitter, at Rob Bro Show, and I will give as many of you tickets as I can. I have uh, several remaining. Uh, baseball tickets tonight, 6.30 on me. Now, you don't have to sit with me. In fact, you don't have to sit with me at all. I might you know, go move around. I, I don't know. I don't want you to feel like you have to. It's a, general, it's, it's a GA ticket. You can sit wherever you want. You don't have to sit with me unless you want to. I'm pretty awkward in person. As awkward as I am on the radio, way more awkward in person. What was I going to talk about when we came back? Oh, the WWE thing. That is so stupid. Uh, professional wrestling. Hey, close your ears, kids. If you're a fan of professional wrestling, whether it's uh, WWE or AEW, and you're a, you're a child, because I wouldn't want this ruined either for me, uh, shut the radio off. All right, now that the kids are gone and uh, the adults that don't want to hear the truth about professional wrestling, it's all scripted. It's not fake. It's scripted. And and you know who's going to win weeks in advance. You craft a storyline. They don't just go the day of and say, all right, you're going to win, you're going to win. No, this is a well-crafted story months in advance. The road to WrestleMania is set. They're watching like a fighting play. Yes. It's a show. Now, the stunts are real. There's real injuries. They're putting their bodies on the line. But And again, it's not just scripted for this weekend. 
they have crafted these storylines for months, sometimes years, to shape a story. And sure, they change sometimes. But what happens when the handle on a betting favorite to win the Royal Rumble would make the book a bunch of money if another guy was winning it? So they change. Or what if the result leaks? First of all, if you ever bet on professional wrestling, you're the moron, right? If they want to open that up, if they want to do fantasy wrestling and you can bet on whatever you want, that's your prerogative. It's just like if you want to buy in and suspend disbelief and watch it, sure. But to me, it's not that just people would be absolutely stupid to bet on professional wrestling. It's that I don't trust Vince McMahon to not change the results at the last minute because the betting handle is right for his buddy in Vegas or his bookie that's taking money. By the way, I believe books already take money for like the Royal Rumble. I I do think there's already, maybe, or maybe they just give odds and they don't actually take bets. Everybody can find a bookie for something, though. That's all I'll say. The Indoor Track and Field Championships continue. Texas Tech, Iowa. Hit me up on Twitter if you want tickets to that. Back on Monday with the Raiderland. I've been Rob Raw. Be Rob Raw. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.